For the past couple of years, the IU Art Museum has undertaken an effort to document the provenance or ownership history of works in their permanent collection. Museum curator of Western art after 1800, Jenny McComas, says that special emphasis is being placed on works that could have been in Europe during the Nazi era. We're looking at the provenance, which is ownership history, of European paintings, sculptures, drawings, and watercolors. In our permanent collection, and only things that were made prior to 1946, because we need to focus particularly on who owned the piece during the Nazi era. The reason why we're doing this is because since 1998, there's actually been a federal law、uh, requiring museums to look into the provenance, the World War II and Nazi era provenance of their permanent collections. And just to verify that there's nothing in the collection that could have been stolen by the Nazis or otherwise illegally changed hands during that period, art was extremely important within the Nazi regime.、Um, their propaganda was often very was designed by artists.、Um, Hitler, of course, as everyone knew, has wanted to be an artist, so he actually had an art collection. And many of the other high-ranking Nazi officials, such as Hermann Göring, had art collections as well. Obviously, the types of art that they liked was primarily old masters and 19th-century German and Austrian genre paintings. Those were the things that were most highly valued by the Nazis. Whereas any type of modern art was considered degenerate. And so, in 1937. Most of the German art museums, their collections of modern art, those pieces were just taken out of the museums.、Um, many of those pieces were shown in an art exhibition called the Degenerate Art Exhibition that opened in Munich in 1937. And these works from the German public museums were held up for ridicule, and they were accompanied by you know, racist slogans on the walls, you know, propaganda geared towards making people. Agree that yes, this artwork is very immoral and should be destroyed or gotten rid of. And then、um, in 1938, after the occupation of Austria, they began to、uh, remove artworks and other valuables from Jewish collections, and that continued when they occupied other countries throughout Europe. So Jewish collections in Germany, Austria, France, Poland, the Netherlands,、um, these were often looted, and Jewish art galleries were. Either Aryanized,、um, taken over by the Nazi government, or the contents of the galleries were often forcibly sold or just taken. Particularly if they were galleries that dealt in old master paintings, and then those things often went right into the collections of Hitler or other Nazis. So that's sort of the background for Nazi looting. And then after the war,、um, the Allies came in and they were able to repatriate and restitute a large amount. Of works to their original owners, or at least to the country of origin for the piece,、um, but obviously many things have fallen through the cracks、um, and ended up in the art market anyway. It's really only been in the last decade or so that museums and galleries have made a more concentrated effort to to keep good records of provenance and to actually do more in depth research into the background. And now museums and most galleries won't sell or. Buy a work, or often even borrow it for an exhibition if they think there's something suspect about its history. McComas says that provenance research is a collaborative effort among all American museums. There's a website called the Nazi Era Provenance Internet Portal, 
and it's run by the American Association of Museums. And this is a central registry. All American museums can go to this website and enter in the basic information about the pieces they're researching. And then you can search through that website. You can search for works by Picasso, for example, or you can search to see what a, one individual museum has put up. And then from that website, you can then link to museums' individual provenance websites for more in-depth information. So we put a website up, and though I haven't gotten any um, inquiries from people thinking that we have works that their family had lost, I have gotten some interesting messages from people around the world who say, oh, I didn't know you owned a work by this artist. Um, I'm related to that artist, and I know lots of. I can give you lots of biographical information about that artist, and so that's been really helpful in just increasing our knowledge about the artists or the works in general, even just beyond the the provenance issue. So that's been really nice. We have these two panels from the late 15th century by a German artist. Um, he's just known as the Master of the Holy Kinship. He worked in Cologne, and the two panels that we have, they always hang in the gallery. They were from an altarpiece that was probably dismantled early in the 19th century. And at that point, our two panels were purchased by a private collector in Germany. And later, they, by the early 20th century, they had, um, I guess they had been purchased by a college in the Netherlands. And what's interesting is that through our research, we discovered that when the Nazis invaded the Netherlands, the people at the college who were responsible for the paintings, rather than just let the Nazis walk into the college and loot their art collection. They took the paintings and they hid them in a quarry nearby for four years. So um, we know that those just narrowly escaped being looted. Um, then those pieces, they survived the war intact and they went back to the college. Um, that college then sold them in 1975, I believe. So that's how we acquired them. Ah, uh, you art museum curator of Western art after 1800, Jenny McComas, on the museum's Provenance Project. You can find out more about the Provenance Project and information about current exhibitions at artmuseum.iu.edu.